All right, so Rav so we are continuing in the Chashuva Mitzvah of Krishma. We already said last time that when we're, what are we doing when we're saying Krishma? Number one, we're recognizing the oneness of Hashem. Okay? So the oneness of Hashem itself div- subdivides into a number of things. The other point that we're, we have not yet spoken about that we're going to speak about is Kabbalos Ol Malchuso. Okay, that, that we're going to talk about. So, uh, Yehudo Yisborach, the oneness of Hashem. Number one, we said, is the oneness of Mitzis, of existence. He is truly the, the only absolutely real existence, right? All other existences are kind of superimposed onto his existence. Analogy is kind of like a... Um, um, a thought or a dream that one of us may have that, uh, that is really built upon my own existence, right? If, if not for my existence, the thought or the dream would not be happening, right? This, and, and, the, and this thought or dream is, of course, a much thinner existence than is my own to the point that if I, it's only there as long as I want it there. Yeah. Okay. So that is. But it's different in the sense that we really exist, and a dream has no substance. Or so you think. May have a message. No. So I mean, we through dreams. He's mm-hmm. right. Didn't we say what? the vast majority of dreams have no shaitas. No, no, no. When we learn it, it's true, but but do you not agree that something is happening in the mind to have that dream be? Okay. So there is some reality to it. It's not mamash. Whereas I think we are. Um, In fact, the card says I, that because I think we are, we right. are. <laughs> You're making a good point. Um, the it is an analogy. Mm-hmm. It is an analogy. Um, but who's to say what reality? So you know, we have compared to the reality of Hashem. We are. The question is, how much are we? And the answer may be so little, you know, is one compared to infinity, is that something, or is that basically, or is that basically zero? Right. Right? So, uh... Right, but I thought we said last week that, that, that we're separate and dependent, right? That's so we right. have a separate existence. Yeah, but that existence, how, you know, the quality of that existence is so minuscule compared to the truth of Hashem's existence that really in, in the absolute sense the only thing that really exists is, is Hashem that's, that's the oneness of Hashem's existence that's all we got that's right that's one number two is on the level of action that all shlita, all dominion all power is really only in Hashem's hands that's what we gave the analogy of the <coughs> power station, right, that really everything is being powered throughout the city is all being powered by the power station uh, at every moment, right? It's, it's a constant influx of it. So if anybody is doing any action, whether it be a person or the sun or an angel or one of the disembodied powers is, is, uh, which are imbued with tremendous cohos, tremendous powers, uh, but all of that is constantly being fed, being powered by Hashem's will that it should be so. 
כן. זה השפעה, השפעה, השפעה. And then there's a separate point of ability to do. Right. Ability to affect change outside of oneself, besides to exist. <laughs> those are... Um, so those are separate ashpahs. Separate ashpahs. Like the, 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 the term, one is termed mice and the other one is termed mice and Okay, fine. That was. Uh, let's come back down to over here. So um, now, uh, on a deeper level, means first we could just kind of everyone can acknowledge, right, that we get it. Hashem is the true existence, uh, and He is the source of all power. On a deeper level, there. Uh, there appears to be a lack of the oneness of Hashem, and that is through the existence of Ra, of evil. And we s- spoke about it already in the first Chaluk, um second, third, fourth, Prokim, why there should be Ra, Ra is there to give us opportunity to earn our closeness to Hashem, etc. Uh, nonetheless, there is Ra, and it appears to obfuscate the oneness of Hashem. So number one is the imuna that we need to have in the fact that the Hanhaga of Hashem is absolutely perfect and that although sometimes it appears that the world may be taking steps back, steps away from a process of uh, of Hatava, of, of reaching Shlemus, but nonetheless, it's always heading in that direction. I gave last time an analogy of moving through a labyrinth, and sometimes you might feel like I'm heading away from my... You're following the map. It says, okay, now turn. You're heading towards the goal. You're almost there. Okay, now, now turn right, and then turn right again. Right? And you're walking away. You're like, wait, what's going on? Right? But the answer is because that's the way that you're going to get to the gazebo. That's the way that you're going to make it out of the labyrinth. So, so too, in this world, even though it appears that maybe there's uh, other forces that seem to be derailing Hashem's plans, that's never the case. It's always uh, going where Hashem wants it to go. It's called Yidiya, Hashem knows. Uh, also, the Ramchal refers to this concept as, in Dastalun, spends a lot of time on it, called Hanhagas HaYichud. The... the um, unilateral guidance of Hashem, not as opposed to Anagas HaMishpat, which is bilateral, means depending on what we do, that's how Hashem uh, responds. So if we do bad, then negative things happen. So that would seem to be that we could derail the process. We do not bad things, things start going the wrong way. So, but, but the truth is that behind it all, in a way that sometimes is more difficult than what we can understand, Hashem is always guiding things to still continue going forward. Absolutely. Every single moment, every everything that happens is going forward. That is this uh, a, a truer understanding of the 
this is the deeper. That's why he. That's why he starts off on a deeper level of appreciation of Hashem's shlita uh, over the world is not only that he's the master of all power, but that really everything that happens is in accordance with, with his will and is always heading in the right direction. Okay. Now, uh, another aspect of this is that the recognition of such actually causes, it leads to, apologize, uh, the negation of evil. So, all, we're, we're now heading into Umimash and Nichlo, oh, this is where we left off last time. And this is all still in Os Aleph. Yeah, this is like the second half of Os Aleph. Umimash and Nichlo, Od. So in this deep aspect of recognizing that everything is being run by Hashem, what's included in there as well is the negation of evil from the world through our recognition of Hashem, of the fact that Hashem runs everything. Still evil though, right? The evil is still there? The, well, the evil is currently there. There's currently evil in the world, right? Um, but the the revelation of the oneness of Hashem, that's like all of the tfil, if you The Ramchal has an unbelievable pirush on the tefillos of Rosh Hashanah. Those of you that joined us before Rosh Hashanah, we went through uh, the tefillos of the, uh, the, the, the Ramchal's pirush on the tefillos of Rosh Hashanah. So the main thrust of the entire thing is the desire for the revelation of the oneness of Hashem in the world. And through that revelation of the oneness of Hashem in the world, there's going to be a negation of Ra, of evil in the world, and a uh, flow of blessing and goodness into the world. So weakening? Weakening and ultimately the complete bit of love if you, if you do it. If you do it strong enough, enough right? consistently, yeah. or right. who knows, maybe maybe tonight's Kriyishma, you could knock the whole thing down, sure. right? Okay. No, that's what the the Ramchal says by 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 Leila Seder. He says that uh, you know it's like a is an analogy of a of a you know, a big a big lumberjack comes along. There's a giant tree. Lumberjack takes his huge axe and he cuts out a big a big V in it, right? And he puts down his axe next to the tree. He says, "You every time you walk by this tree, right, you, every time you're going to Kolo, a terrace army, right, where we're reclaiming our the greatness of the Torah, right. Every time you're going to Kolo, a terrace army, you pick up this axe and give it one hit. Right? And guess what's going to happen one day? Timber. That's right. Even though what do you mean? There's enormous." Tree, how can I possibly knock it down? The answer is, first of all, Hashem already did most of it back in UCS Mitzrayim and some of the other big events, such as Hanukkah, etc. Some, some big events that already happened. And then, uh, so, at some point, one of those chops is going to bring it down. Okay? So, yeah, maybe it'll be now. But certainly, every time that we do, um, that we do acknowledge the oneness of Hashem, there certainly is a negation of, of the forces of evil in the world uh, to, to a certain extent. Yeah? 
and an increase in the revelation of the oneness of Hashem in the world, which brings it with a blessing and goodness and all that stuff. Oneness of Hashem is recognizing that each moment that a person is involved in or whatever result or outcome that pops up in a person's life, that that's from Hashem? Meaning like that, just recognizing the... There's no other force besides Hashem. Him. Okay. There's no other... That, 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 that even if those appears that there's other forces out there, there's, there's, a, you know, that there's evil out there, and, there's, and it's out and just doing things that are not in accordance with Hashem's will. Recognizing Hashem is the only existence, He's the only power, He's got it all under control, and... Being disappointed sure. by a situation, is that still recognizing the oneness? Okay, I know this is from Hashem, but okay, I guess I'll just accept it and move on. Having that attitude, is that still recognizing the oneness? Um, we spoke about the concept of Yisurim, which is probably a more extreme version of just something negative happening, but actual Yisurim, that a person has to be Mikabal Yisurim Ba'ahava. Mm-hmm. Right, accepting that doesn't mean that he's going to feel good. Doesn't mean that you're going to be jumping up and down for joy. But you, it's going to it's going to be a uh, like a, a, a person who uh, you know understands that j- just like a person understands that say he has a uh, some sort of a I don't know uh, a plus a, po- a you know a, a, a plus pocket on his tooth or whatever it is and. He has to have the tooth extracted, right? So he finds a good dentist. The guy's going to do it, take care of him. Everything's going to be good. It's going to be fixed up, right? So you're not happy necessarily that this how is going, right? But you understand that this is this is that this is good. So you're glad that he's doing it for you, right? I just wasn't sure if, if if you don't have that ideal attitude that if it's still negating the, the force so of so, so, so as long as you, you're treating it as a extraction of a tooth that's got a bunch of pus under it, right? So that's called being makabul ba'ahava. Okay. You're understanding that this is for my best and I wouldn't want that this shouldn't happen. Now that I see this where it's going, I don't want to write, or let's say once it already happened, right? you're not wishing that it didn't happen. This is this is how exactly what it was meant to be. I'm glad it happened. It wasn't pleasant, but I'm glad it happened. Okay. So when we talk about Gilui, I was talking here about Gilui. Are we talking that through each thing that we do, or are we talking about a revelation, you know, more broadly so he's, other people? So he's saying, so he's saying, on a grand scale, however that's going to happen, the revelation of the oneness of Hashem, right? Mm-hmm. That will bring with it a negation of evil, and that will bring with it. A influx of a blessing and goodness into the world. Mm-hmm. Now he f- he finishes off the the paragraph. Amnam Yisrael. So, th- but currently it's not fully revealed. People, it's just a sort of a, a you know mix, a little bit of revelation. That's but because but people don't know. <laughs> it's in, in the world. There's evil in the world right now, which obfuscates Hashem's oneness, and Hashem is hidden, and that's why there's evil in the world, right? I understand. So if everybody were aware of Yehuda. So the, so the question is, you know, it, it's a little bit of a chicken and egg thing, right? Okay. If, if, if both, either way it could go. If, if, I guess, if the whole world recognized it, would that cause a negation of the Ra in the world? Probably. Okay. If Hashem revealed himself in the world, uh, then that would cause a negation of Ra in the world. And... Mm-hmm. You know, everyone would recognize it. Okay. So you know, the two of them are. It can happen from down here. It can happen from up there. 
uh, we don't know exactly well, we what well, what the magic combination is. But he says, Anam Yisrael Shizahu Latoroso Hamitis that we merited to Hashem's Torah Yodim Haemes. Hazeh, we know this truth. Even now, even now that we live in a world that is concealed, nonetheless, we are capable of seeing that truth and grabbing onto it and expressing it. That's what the Pazak says. You are my witnesses, so swears Hashem. This is a tremendous merit for us to be the ones who are entrusted with testifying. And what happens when witnesses come and they testify about something in the courtroom? They establish it as being a reality, right? They, they make it as if it comes about in the eyes of the judge, right? And the judges, they weren't there. They didn't see it, right? But when witnesses come and they testify, they make that reality transpire, so to speak, right here in, 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 in the basin, right? So when Klausel are made on the oneness of Hashem, we testify to the oneness of Hashem, right? We're actually causing that to be, to take hold in reality, and that's a tremendous chus, tremendous merit, because we are actually enacting the rectification of the world, evil from the world, and causing a revelation of Hashem's oneness in the world. Okay? Now, um, this happens by both day and night. Why does it have to happen twice a day? Once a day is enough. Or maybe it should be five times a day. I mean, why uh, you know, either once a day, right? Or I don't know how many. Why stop at two? Two different times. Oh, very good. And where do we see that in the Torah? What's the positive that teaches us? Huh? That's how the world's divided. Okay, we can do better than that. In Shema? Uh, close. Close. Very good. Okay. In your lying down, standing up. So, by the way, Rav Tzaddik points out that, that it's not simply, it doesn't say it during the day and at night. It says it in your, in your lying down and you're standing up. Why? Because man, this is an unbelievable point to reflect, man really has two parts to himself. There's man, uh, in fact, uh, in R- R- Soloveitchik, in, uh, in the halachic man, he talks about this, the, the, the duality that exists in man. There's man... The doer, man, the conqueror, man, the you know the concrete thinker who's going to tackle the world and rule over it, and man, the artist who is just flabbergasted and by the awesomeness of the creation realizes he'll never know and he'll never grasp, and he just stands back in awe and and reflects. You know, there's these two aspects of man. So, so Rav Tzadik says a similar point, man has these two aspects and they're expressed in the day and the night during the day is a time to act is a time to do that's when man gets up when you stand up and you go out and you conquer the world and you accomplish and you do mitzvahs and, and this is 
when, when you act. And in that doing, you have to be makabal or malchus shemayim. You have to recognize the oneness of Hashem before you go do that. To recognize the oneness of Hashem and and uh, and accept him, uh, and accept the kingship. That's in the daytime. In the nighttime, it goes dark. You can't act. You can't do. You can't be out there. You're inside. You're you're, you're tired. You're you're weak, right? You you're you're spent. And all you could do is reflect. Also, you know, kind of a, imagine in a person's life, right? In, in the nighttime of, a, of his life, toward, towards the end. He's tired, he's weak, he's spent. And he reflects. And he is blown away. And he is uh, a servant, right? In, uh, to, to Hashem. Uh, that's that's the nighttime, like a passive, like a, a passive avoda to Hashem. Can you speak about that? <coughs> it was like a fundamental difference between Kol Israel and I don't know if it was the Romans or Greeks in terms of their perspective on life, something like that. They had the they started in the morning. Oh oh, oh. Uh, but with the, in general in general with the, with non Jews the, the the process of, of of the day is is morning to night with us the process night to morning just non Jews it's, it's a related okay. it's a related concept but a little bit different yeah, that's okay okay so um, so so the point is that's so there's this two day, two parts to the day where different things are happening the day and the night. Yeah, and therefore, so the oncologist says over here that listen, there's there's different mechanics, different angels are appointed, and different powers are set into place. Different things are happening, as we discussed back in the third chaluk, where we we're gearing up to learn about dreams and all that stuff, right? So, but but uh, day and night, you know, it's it's like day and night, uh, totally different. Yeah, uh, that uh, and therefore each one. Has to have its own kabbalah. So I mean, the avoda that we do is so different that each one needs uh, its own recognition of the oneness of Hashem and the acceptance of His kingship. Okay. Um, <coughs> so um, then he makes a. Uh, this is. Towards the end of Os Aleph already, so he gets. So he makes a summary that really we've learned three things: the oneness of Hashem's uh, existence, the oneness of Hashem's shlita dominion, and the oneness of His hanhaga of of, of His running the world, and that, that, that there is no, you know, that there is no evil uh, in the world that that is able to oppose him or, or uh, you know, uh, do contrary to his will. Okay? Well we, well, we do see that. I mean, for instance, Malachim act, act sometimes independently. Right? So it, it's consistent, right? There are independent actors. In other words, it's the, not... What do you mean? When you say they act independently, what do you mean by that? Uh, react to a situation where you see that with Lot, for instance. Right, he's supposed to bring load to uh, the Malach is supposed to bring load to one place, and what says that is too far. I want to go somewhere else, and uh-huh. he brings him there. Uh-huh. So, so, so I can't, I can't speak for all the Mepharshim. I know that the Ramchal in I think it's Dastunus base, not not Aleph, but there's a small Dastunus base that was not printed with the original Dastunus. The Ramchal says that uh, angels do not have free will as far as their actions; mm-hmm. that they are absolute. 
absolutely locked into doing their shlichus, their uh, what they're appointed for. Where they do sometimes um, make errors is in is in their perception, their thoughts about what's happening, how they think, how they speak about what's going on. So, the, for example, in the, the angels in the salvation of Lot, so they say, you know, um, we're we're going to destroy the city. So instead of acknowledging and attributing that to Hashem, that's what Rashi says. Since he said that, so Hashem took away from him the power, so I can't do anything anymore afterwards, right? Um, but either way, but I mean, we're to come out to angels. People do things all the time, quote unquote, against Hashem's will, right? Uh, but, but the answer is, it's not against Hashem's will, that's what we said before. It's the Hanagas Ayyichud is in charge and is running everything in a way that we can't understand. Yeah, I'm trying to get a concept of how. Close to Hanagi. Yes, obviously nothing happens without Hashem willing it, right? That's a given. But, but nevertheless, so for instance, in this example, I think maybe it was the Radak I read on that. But it was, um, it wasn't inconsistent with the Shlichus, right? The Shlichus was save look. Right? And maybe it didn't include this particular place versus that particular place. We don't know. So, so again, is, with every Mephorish, you have to know, is he speaking on a level of Hanhagas HaMishvat, where things happen, and then the Lord asks for something, or then it changes things, or whatever, or is he speaking on Hanhagas HaYichud, which usually is not the case. Usually we're not addressing Hanhagas HaYichud. But on a level of Hanhagas HaYichud, the control is, abs- is absolute, mm-hmm. down to the finest detail. Mm-hmm. Did you just say Yichud? Yeah. Okay, just make sure I heard it right. Yeah. Right, because we see that. All, don't we also see that? Right, we talk about the uh, Beistim and Shamala, right? And so you have uh, you know accusing angels and defending angels, right? Yeah. And all sort of. Yeah, we, we, we said that. We said that. That's uh, what I'm saying. Hashem is not operating. That there, that there, Hashem uh, no, uh, doesn't seem to be operating externally with with uh, Yidiyah. He's not he's not using his Yidiyah, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, but then in the ultimate issuing of judgments we saw in the second Chalik that uh, you know, how wise is it that we have two people that they do the same Avera and one of them Hashem uh, invokes the concept of Tzchus Bonim right? And, and with the other one Hashem gives him Onish in this world and with the third one He reserves it for Gehenna. The answer is because with this one, this one's going to take to get him to go there, and then this one's going to take this, and with this one, the best route is that. So, Hashem has a lot of different strings he can pull to get everyone to go exactly where he needs them to go. I suppose it's a longer conversation to match all that with free will. You can't. That's what the Rambam says in the, in Hoshuva, is that we cannot reconcile Yidiyah and free will, uh, because we don't understand the, the level of Hashem's Yidiyah. Fine, so that is Os Aleph. He gets us through Os Aleph. Now we're at Os Base. Now we're gonna we're gonna get really we want to discuss over here. Um, now we're about to begin discussing um, the second aspect, which is Kabbalos Ol Malchuso, the acceptance of Hashem's kingship. But before doing that, Rambam is gonna give us two other foundational ideas or uh, concepts. Um, which is the knowledge of the name uh, El- uh, Elohim, right? And the knowledge of the name 
um, adnus or adon, right? Um, obviously, both being important because those are both used in the Krishma, right? Means so that's we, we want to register though, right? Every we only have six words in Krishma, and we've got an entire parak here of information. So you're going to have to really try to tag every concept to every word, and in fact. We're going to actually, for the last word of Achad, we're going to uh, see that we're going to actually divide up for every letter of Achad, Aleph, Chas, Dalad. We're going to have uh, some of what we, he's been teaching us being pegged onto each one of those letters. That a person should actually be Machaven when saying Kriyishma, these Kavanas. Okay? So, um, so again, so. We're going to be talking about the greater concept of Kabbalah's Ol Malchus the acceptance of Hashem's, uh, of, the, of the yoke of Hashem's kingship upon us. But prior to talking about kingship, first we want to identify these other, the, these other two names of Elohim and Atmos. Okay, so Elohim is, what we've already said before, is the oneness of Hashem's existence, meaning that He is an absolute existence, Right, that is represented by the name Elohim. So we say Elokeinu. Uh, that's 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 the thought that we're having. Um, the name Adnus is where that everything is his, and Adon means a master. Master means like a you know an owner of of things, right? So the owner, you know, uh, you could have. Uh, slaves, you know, plantation in, I don't know, Jamaica or whatever it is, right? Where is the master? I don't know, I never saw the master. He lives somewhere somewhere in the in London, right? Uh, we, 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 heard, we heard maybe that this is his name, we never, never met him, right? So master can be very, very far removed. He's, he, he's, it's his, he's in control, but you have no, you have no connection to him, right? So that's, that's the that's um, Hashem as having absolute dominion, but not really uh, interacting with. And now we get to the third and final concept, which is the Melech, king. Now, a king is very different from an Adon, right? Because a king is not a king if he has no connection with the people. That's not called a king. A king means the leader of the people. Leader. Leader is someone who leads. He inspires, he guides he, he, um, it's like the head to the body, right? So you have to be connected. Now you're connected maybe through a thin neck. Means to say you're not. If, if if the leader is such that he's just one of the people, right? Like if the head were to be stuck in the belly somewhere, right? It wouldn't be very effective because it would just be overwhelmed by all the rumbling noises. In 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 the in the, in the gas secretions, right? Um, so it has to be like a little bit separate, but it also has to have a connection up and down, meaning hear what the body is saying and send back messages. There has to be a a back and forth. Um, so yeah, so Moshe already connotes. Um, connotes maybe um, where where they where where it's being done by force against right. them. Or yeah. So Adon is without like the lion that. Is the king of the jungle. It's part of the jungle. 
meaning people are stronger than the lion. People, king of the jungle, because we don't we don't shite us to the jungle. And we're, and we're emotional, therefore? Right. Whereas uh-huh. the lion is mellow. Okay. Fine. So in this case, it would be an Adam. So right. yes. Yeah. Okay. You're saying like Adnus is like is like Moshe. Yeah. 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 That's that's what that's what he's trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, there's different connotations between Moshal versus uh, Moshal connotes a dictator, someone who takes the power, right? Um, so you can be emotional over something that's not yours. What? You can be emotional over something that's not yours, yes. whereas I, I thought you just said the idea of Godness is, is like a Baal. It's a master, yeah. So master. I'm saying it, it's, it's not necessarily with the connotation of doing it by force or whatever. Right. But you, so that's, that's the state. That's the state of being is that you are, it, it, it is all yours. It just is. Yeah? Anyway, so... And now and now we come to the big the big idea. And this is a awesome awesome idea. And the truth is, we should be mechaven on this every time that we daven because we say it every morning. We say a very interesting statement in the brach of Yotzer Or. Who knows where the brach of Yotzer Or is? First bracha of of Shema. Very good. Shema. Right. Very good. Yeah. So in the brach of Yotzer Or, we say the following. Tov Yatsar Kavod Lishmo. I think we spoke about it here. Maybe more than once. Tov Yatsar Kavod Lishmo. The good one formed honor for his name. It's a very cryptic. Uh, for the, why are we calling Hashem Tov, the good one? Um, what does it mean? He's the honor for his name. What way do you form honor, right? So the Vilna Gon says that what it means is Hashem is being described as Tov because really that's why Hashem created the whole world. Is to be good, to, to do good to us, right? That's the very beginning of the second parak in, in, in Derech Hashem. First Halak, second parak is the tachlis of the entire Bria, purpose of the everything, is to do good to us. So then why do we have this whole thing with uh, needing to do and accomplish and, and overcome evil and all those types of stuff? To make it our own. What? To make it our own. To make it our own, exactly. Which is because why do we want to make it our own? The best good. That's how we're going to have the best good. Not just a good, but the best good, right? Okay. So Hashem, who is the Tov, which means He wants to do good. That's what His eye is set on, doing good. Tov, yeah, He's the Tov. He wants to do good. So what did He do? Yatsar Kavod Lishmo. He formed me, He made, He made this thing called honor to His name. Says the Gom. What's this concept? Hashem needs honor. Where did it come from? Hashem, Hashem, uh, why should Hashem need this honor? Why he sh- should he need something from us? And says, he didn't need anything from us. But if he didn't need anything from us, then there's, then there's nothing we can do for him. And if we can't do anything for him, then we can't earn anything. So Hashem formed, He created, so to speak, a concept of us being able to give honor to His name. And by doing so, He can give us the ultimate good. So Tov, the one who is good, means the one who is trying to do good, created the concept of giving honor to His name. So Tov is a, is a name for Hashem? Yeah. Okay. I've never had it. Right? Okay. okay. Good. Yeah. Right? Because I always thought it was... But deserved vacant. Because we put in the effort. Effort towards what? Towards giving honor to Hashem. Right. 
and the truth is, we discussed it. I think back then, if you listen, that 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 really, it's uh, the really that is the good itself. The revelation of Hashem's honor is really the good itself that we benefit. I mean, when we say dvekus, yeah, you just imagine like a big bear hug, which there's some people that are really good at those. But uh, but but really, what dvekus means is is basking in the revelation of the honor of Hashem, the same revelation that we ourselves caused. That that we cause, that's what we benefit from. So you eat the bread that you made. But it's not that he created good for the honor of Hashem. No, no, no. <coughs> he, cre- he created the concept of honor so that he can fulfill his ultimate purpose, which is to do good. Okay? Go back and listen. We okay. spoke about it back then. I'm trying to go off too on a tangent, but then why do women by Davidic have a more natural connection? Is like, aren't they, maybe I made this up in Kirif 101, but aren't they somewhat other from Davidic because they have a, not totally, but because they have an inherent, natural, closer connection to Hashem? This is one my wife tells us they were taught in seminary. Okay, let's say, let's say, and therefore what? So, Maybe I should have asked this back to Dallas, but then how do you? What's the shyness to building? Meaning, if the tove is the opportunity to build the vacas, then if you're born with a your neshama more naturally close, doesn't that negate? I mean, I hope that your wife was not taught in seminary that she has no divine avoda in this world, and she just needs to sit back on her. Okay, so fine. So she's got other avoda, but whatever is the avoda the person is doing. All of Volda. Okay, so it's not. Okay. No, no, yeah, yeah. Vegas is not just from learning and uh, plenty of means to Vegas. Every moment of your day okay. is an opportunity to bring honor to Hashem, and as you bring that honor to Hashem, right, okay. that is going to be a means to ultimately uh, having many all honor, all right. Every moment of our day, everything that we do is is another opportunity to bring honor to Hashem's name. Yeah. Okay. So says the Ramchal over here. This I want to read inside, just because it's so beautiful. Um, so we're in Oz base, um, about halfway in Vulam. You see that? Yeah. Vulam old. Yeah. Vulam So besides Elukim and Adnus, Vulam old Rotsa, Butuvo Vchazdo, in Hashem's goodness and in His Chesed, emphasis put on the Tuvo. Yeah, lehashpia kivayachol be'an be'an vosol in his humility as room kvodo to lower his honored self lichios misyaches el nevroav to have a close relationship with us to be one of us to be here with us. Even though in truth, what can you do? Well, who are you? Who are you to give to do anything with Hashem? Right? But Hashem in His goodness made it as if He is connected here with us. I'm showing you that the Ramchal is saying the same thing that the Vilna Gon says. Yeah? Bemadregas Melech El Am, and by doing so, he became he's he's considered like a king to the people. 
that he should be considered to them a leader, a head, and a umanig, and a leader. And is given honor, as if you could say such a thing, through them. Tov, Yatsar, Kavod, Lishmo. That's the say that in Davi, try to be Machavan. Kemelech Shemizkabed Ba'amo, like a king who uh, who is given honor through his people. Kinyan Shanamar, Barov Am Hadrasmelech. The, the more the people, the more honored is the king, right? So, what happens if the people, also they all abandon and whatever it is? Lack of honor to the king, right? Hashem doesn't need the honor. So, but, but because he's good, because he wants to do good for us, so he made it as if he's dependent on us for his honor. Okay? We'll pick up here, Bez Hashem, next week. Actually, I think we can finish. We have like two more things. Uh, that's what it means. On that level, we call him the king of the world. We are obligated to do his service. Otherwise, what do you need to do any service to him for? What do you need to dive into him? What do you need to do anything, any mitzvahs towards him? He doesn't need anything from you. And since Hashem made it, that no, that his honor, quote-unquote, depends on you. Right? To listen to him. That's the mitzvahs. Like a king to his people.